0: with Velvet Tom and now your host with really bad timing Velvet Tom good morning good afternoon good whenever you are listening to this this is bad timing with Velvet Tom I am your host lover loser and legend Velvet Tom welcome back my velveteers Tears. My small band of loyal listeners, I, I see you out there. I do. You are sane. Anybody new coming to the party? Open up a new browser tab immediately. Go to Veldatom.com. It's Veldatom Central. Anything you want to know about me and more, you can go to my Facebook fan page, my Instagram, my Twitter. You can even go on YouTube and become a subscriber. Watch my YouTube videos. I would love your eyeballs on my stuff. Thank you very much, and you know what? If you like what you're listening to, and you like what you see, and you'd like to throw me a couple of ducats, and you like me, and you like me so much that you'd like to Venmo me at Velvet-Tom. Throw us a Venmo, keep us going, keep the party going. So many exciting episodes to come. This is episode 11. My guest today is Christine Blackburn, and she is creating a story worthy empire and she'll tell you more about that in this episode i have to tell you there is there's a little technical difficulty so there was a little break in the conversation you'll hear it i edited out most of the uh, nonsense because you didn't need to hear it also my uh, wife thafni she makes a uh, rare cameo appearance to uh, yell out a hotel name that we stayed at in palm springs totally recommend, but we also found out the name changed, and I don't remember it right now, but it ends with a T and ends with an R, and it's got a lot of syllables in between. Oh boy, such excitedness. So listen to this episode. You have a lot to learn because I learned a lot because I also learned that Christine was interviewing me because she's done this a bajillion times, and she did it. She used used her magic, her podcast magic, and she was getting information out of me but we had uh, a great talk uh, we live in the same neighborhood so we had a conversation about a lot of the familiar haunts but why am i talking about it you can listen to the episode uh, a quick little rant about energy you know what i found out that we consume 70% we are a 70% consumption nation the united states is okay so we consume more than we produce. So we produce 30%, we consume 70% because a lot of the things that we get are overseas, so it's not like we're just making our own shit and doing it. Uh, Speaking of shit, uh, since we're consuming it, uh, we're breaking it down and it's becoming that. And why isn't that powering our lights? Why isn't our garbage powering our lights? I, I got a compost pile out there. I got worms going through my coffee grounds and my in my veggie clippings trying to make dirt out of it. You know, I got those boys to work. Why aren't we putting more of that to work? And I'm sure there's a, there's a think tank somewhere in K Street that is already on the job. But, you know, we're still digging up oil, dinosaur jizz. We're still trying to run stuff on dinosaur jizz. And we're still fracking. What is that, natural gas? Dinosaur farts. So we're still running, trying to run stuff on dinosaur jizz and dinosaur farts. I understand. It's a lot of jobs that would be gone if we transitioned, but I got to tell you, if there was an oligarch robber baron out there that could own the sun, you bet your ass we'd be running everything on solar. And maybe human shit. All right, enough of me. This is a very great episode. You're gonna love it. I know I loved it. I learned so much. Give it a listen, Christine Blackburn. Uh, everything's good. Thank you for asking. It's all new. Welcome to the marital chamber. Here, this is where this, <laughs> is. this is my interview studio for now. Uh, she's taken the dining room. She has got a. She's got a job so her office is in the dining room and this is where my office gets to be.
1: Yeah you really it's interesting how everybody's had to really sort out their space in a different way you know just nobody saw it coming and so I'm sure that office chairs are probably sold out and desks and you know there's probably a lot of stuff that a lot of markets that have done well over this pandemic. Oh
0: my gosh, I can only imagine like all the all the old office equipment that is not being used that was sold that just went to homes.
1: Oh yeah, right? Yeah. So if I had an office
0: and I loved my office chair, I probably would have taken my office chair home with me knowing that I was going to be in this for a while.
1: That's really funny. Yeah. Yeah, no kidding.
0: It's so funny. The last like job job that I had, I was doing customer service and it was work from home, telephone yeah. right off the computer. And it was just like, and then that job expired. And I'm like, all those jokers at that job are doing the same thing all over again.
1: Wow, that's tough, man. Yeah, it was fun. So how yeah, were you-, are you- asking, Were you asking for money?
0: Uh, no, 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 I was, uh, I was technical support for Hulu is what I was.
1: How interesting, what's the most popular problem?
0: Uh, the most popular problem is that everybody's internet was bad and they didn't want
1: to believe me
0: (laughs) when I told them that.
1: (laughs) That's so funny. So everybody was running on like these slow speeds.
0: Yeah, yeah. Everybody was running on slow speeds and they were going, no, it's your Hulu. And I'm like, we can (laughs) walk you through all the troubleshooting, but if we're still not getting something, you need to probably call your internet company yeah then find oh, out that they're out in the middle of butcher holler somewhere where they don't even get where they're still running on dsl it's like well that's that's the problem
1: yeah yeah but that's then you funny. tell them
0: but uh, but all's not lost go watch netflix if you can get netflix working then all, by all means but we require a bigger download and you don't have it right now that was like the yeah. biggest that was what i had to tell people it
1: was sad yeah yeah, well, it's so frustrating technical problems when you don't know a lot about technology. Even if you don't know a lot about Hulu, if you know a lot about computers, then you'll you'll figure it out and you understand that there's a an answer to the problem. But if you know nothing, that'll just freak you right out, man. It will.
0: I mean, definitely. I'll I'll say that there was a lot more angry people on the phone than there were people that just needed help. You know? Yeah.
1: <laughs> Yeah, and nobody's going to call you just to tell you you're doing a good job.
0: No, <laughs> never, never. Uh, and, and calls were back to back because uh, we were technical and billing specialists. So mm. calls were back to back. It was like a lunch rush for eight hour shifts. It was like, that dude, sucks. It was like, yeah. And, but it was a contract job, and they said, your job will be over September, such and such. And I was just like, okay, I'll write it out. That's fine.
1: <laughs> yeah, good for you. Yeah, well, it's work, you know? I mean, that's how it is. It comes in piecemeal, piecemeal like that.
0: How's it all uh, folding out for you? How's your... Uh...
1: How's your pandemic going?
0: How's your pandemic going? How is your apocalypse going?
1: Yeah, let's start a new podcast. How's your pandemic going with Tom and Christine? Join us this week and we'll find out how's your pandemic going? Um, you know, it's interesting. I like being at home. I like being near my daughter. There's, so there's some good things, you know, like I, I'm i kind of a homebody anyway, in a way. Well, not really. But <laughs> I mean, I miss going out. I miss the improv. I really miss the improv. I miss flappers. I miss comedy. However, you know, I've done over 10 years of podcasting now. And before COVID, I had never done uh a a, a long-distance interview on my show, Storyworthy, I'd only done person-to-person interviews over 600 times, Mm -hmm. never distance. And then all of a sudden, you know, we all have to go to Zoom. And I went to Squadcast, actually. But now I'm finding that I get guests from all over over the country, you know, New York and, and Texas and Arizona, comics that I wouldn't get naturally or normally. And I'm also getting you know, people from overseas. Mm-hmm. I had on I had on James Veitch in England, but that was before we found out that he's a sexual predator. Oh. So that was disappointing, I know. I just found out about that a couple weeks ago. So, but anyway, he's in London, and then I had another guest in Australia. Uh, what's her name? She was on a big movie this summer called The Tax Collector, and her name is cheyenne ray hernandez tremendous girl so cool she's 25 years old and she's just been in this huge blockbuster with shia labeouf it's so stunning and what was so so incredible about this girl yes she's beautiful yes incredible but she was also in the army for four years and so she gets out of the army and within like a couple months she gets this movie and it's just, just Yeah, yeah. And she's just um, so fit. She's so fit. You know, look her up. There's this famous poster of her holding like a big gun because she's a bad guy in the movie. It's the tax collector. Yeah. Anyway, great girl. She lives in Australia. And so it's been really uh, interesting because it's opened up a lot of doors. I otherwise would not have had those guests. So that's kind of fun.
0: Let's look at this. I was reading, I read a brief article that you posted just yesterday or a couple of days ago, 640 episodes, over a million downloads. Six
1: million. Six six,
0: million, dude. Six million downloads. Yeah. That is amazing. Like, uh, you know, this is episode, you're episode 11
1: for me. Uh, That's all right. You're doing it.
0: And, and that is, and. The answer that I read in that article afterwards was was doing this was creating own, your own opportunities for yourself yeah. where opportunities weren't. And Big time. That, that was sort of the first thing because uh, I got this great lounge act and I'd love to talk about it and I'd be a great podcast guest. So I decided to do start my own podcast
1: it's just, so smart <laughs> it's so smart and velvet tom is such a great lounge act but you're not gonna are you going to act like him or sing on the show at all or
0: i sometimes in the intros you'll find that i sing through things yes yeah yeah i bring the nice. voice through this but this is velvet behind the scenes me talking to my artistic friends who very uh, nice are doing wonderful things and uh, this is like, this. you're a get because I mean, you're somebody I'd inspire to be if I just keep chugging away at it.
1: Oh, that's great. Yeah, I think you have it in you. And it's just so funny when you're friends with somebody, like I never see us in the light of, uh, that we're both. I see us both in the light of it. We're talents when I book you on my show, yeah. but I don't think of us as anything but equals. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't even occur to me that I've done more than you because I know that you've done a lot of things I've never done. Uh,
0: absolutely. Uh, I guess I never really thought about it that way because it's, you know, it's
1: just I, funny. Yeah.
0: Look at you know I've been following your body of work for a few years, uh, mostly on Facebook. I love the way that you po- the way that it's posted on Facebook where you get to listen to just a little morsel of it that just takes you there. And I'm like, Ooh, Ooh, that's good. I like that. I yeah. Like- those are
1: called, um, it's from a, a, a website called headliner. A lot of people probably know about it. Yeah. Headliner it's to make these tiny little audio clips and it's free along with Canva. Canva is the, you know, the, where you make the flyers and that's also free between those two sites, I can pretty much get everything I need for promotion. It's pretty cool. There's so much uh, at our disposal now. There's so many tools that used to be, you know, only for the big guys in television studios, etc. And it's so funny now because there's even different apps that will switch your screen back and forth. Like there's one called switcher and you can bring on three or four or five people. Essentially they're taking the entire news studio, like from KABC or whoever, or even like access Hollywood or hard copy or any of those news shows, evening magazine, whatever. And we are capable of doing all that in a phone, you know, and it's just stunning. So the technology is there on a, uh, on a very consumer level, it's consumer friendly is what it is. It is. So it, if so, if you're motivated and you want to, then you will. This is not about money anymore. You know what I mean? Everybody's on a level playing field. There's not like, uh, oh, I can afford Headliner and Tom can't. It's free. Yeah. Everything's free. You know what I mean? I mean, Zoom, I do pay for the Zoom webinar and that's a, a little bit of money. But yeah, it's pretty cool.
0: Uh it is a level playing field. I I love that you said that because uh it it makes this where anybody can do it. Uh I remember Patton Oswalt saying something a few years ago. He made some sort of keynote speech and he said that you are cutting out the middleman. He held up his iPhone and he was like, This cuts out the middleman for a lot of folks. You know, there's a lot of people scrambling for relevance in this industry because you're about to eliminate four or five jobs uh, that you can do but think of all the other things that will be created out of that so and it also I think it makes representation uh, you know I don't know if representation has to work so much to represent you when, ev- when all of it is in your hands to do you know i mean in other
1: words you're saying it speaks for itself
0: it yes everything speaks for itself i I, representation either has to work harder to say hey i got this person who already has something packaged i already have i already have this female comedian who's got who's got millions of listeners who's got tons of uh, he's got a storied career uh ready to go you know it's got to make them it should make their job uh easier uh but it doesn't and and also i think that there probably should be more representation especially in hollywood considering how many content creators are being born out
1: of sympathy. i know but it, it, that is happening but it has to be people that are making money nobody's going to take a chance on a show unless it's making money because everybody like we're talking about, can do it on their own. So now everybody can sit back and watch the shows that are successful, period. That's it. They're not going to search search for shows that aren't successful no. because why aren't they? You know what I mean? But it's, it's unfortunate in a way because they do, like, some of the networks will only take podcasts that get, like, 30,000 downloads a week. Really huge numbers. And the people that are, as you know, podcasting are, you know, Katie Couric and... You know, Dak Shepard and, you know, Mm -hmm. so it's tough. It's tough to get people's time because they're already looking at their, or listening to their favorite, their favorite stars. It's real hard to get people's attention. And also, you know, you've got to always think about there are, you know, I've got sitting in my Netflix queue, like 15 movies I haven't watched and, you know, (laughs) 10 Ozarks. And it's like, okay, so now you're competing with me watching Ozark and listen to a podcast. Like that's a big chunk of, that's a huge ask. You know what I mean? The thing that, that, and and I always have believed, the thing that really works for podcasting is the accessibility that you can be anywhere. So that's nice. Like I have podcasts on all day, every day. I'll listen to five or seven a day. Mm
0: -hmm. And
1: so I always have my earbuds in. So whether I'm at the grocery store or driving, you know, or wherever I am, I'm listening. So that's definitely helps you know, the, the, uh, the accessibility of it, whereas some people think, well, I got to get on camera, man, I got to get on camera, but getting on camera, it's a lot of work. There's a lot more involved. The edit is very different. So, I mean, I would like that, but I, I right now it's hard. I mean, I do have the show on Sunday night. And I have a game show, so I am on camera, but for my podcast purposes, my audience just expects the, uh, the uh, audio and that's what, that's what I give them.
0: Uh, How often do you record?
1: I record about, um, you know, it's so funny. And I always tell people that they should at least be three podcasts ahead so that they have a stockpile of shows ready to go so that they're never stuck at the end and worried about, you know, uh, getting somebody. But now that COVID has hit and so many people are available, I don't really do that anymore. Now I podcast pretty much just once a week. Because I used to only have to podcast like twice a month because I would stack them. You know, I would go hour to hour. I would do three in a day, easy. And then I'd do that twice a month and then I'd an have off a month. You know what I mean? So it was really nice in that respect. However, now I don't feel as hurried to do that because there's someone, everybody says yes. Everybody says yes. Why not? What else are they doing?
0: <laughs> yeah, everybody's got all this time.
1: Yeah. So it's kind of cool.
0: Yes. I guess, I guess anything that does come down the pike, probably celebrities are going to get first crack at it anyway. Even weed, man. celebrities are getting into weed.
1: I think they've always been into weed. Why don't think and you're talking about their own brands, their own yeah, products?
0: Comes, uh, yeah, everyone's, yeah. Uh, everyone's getting, a, yeah, everyone's getting a weed brand. You
1: don't know how bad I want that. I want my own brand so bad. It's going to be, store, it's going to be a sativa and it'll be called Story Worthy, you know, Story Worthy Bud, <laughs> yeah. and the packaging will all be about, you know, take a toke and tell a story, you know, or sit around, sh- you know, take a toke. But now, as you know, <laughs> like joints aren't as popular because like, you can't share joints anymore. I think that's out. I, th- I don't think, I don't even know if we're going back.
0: No, no, we're not. I mean, I've had like a couple of social distancing, smoke fest and it's just like you know me and home me and scott home you know or yeah yeah and uh and it's like yeah bring your own bring your own bong (laughs) can't (laughs)
1: share you can't share yeah it's so weird that i i think that's gonna be odd in the future you know not sharing smoke at the hollywood bowl that's unfortunate and then also
0: the Hollywood Bowl being as packed as it is. I mean, well, yeah,
1: they're not gonna be able to and then I think about like cruise ships, and I'm not a big cruise ship person, but I did go on a couple and you know all that that whole salad bar thing or whatever, you know, the whole buffet thing. yeah, what are they gonna do on cruise ships? They can't do that anymore. So what's the food all over gonna be packaged already, or like you're gonna have to take little containers and everything? It's gonna be more plastic, Tom. God damn it.
0: It's going to be worthless. I can only imagine what Vegas is doing right now as far as buffets. And they're known for their buffets.
1: (laughs) It's so true. I don't know. But one thing funny is my boyfriend keeps getting invitations to go and stay at the Wynn for free, you know, because he used to get whatever over the years and points and something. I don't know. So they started off with one free night, then two free nights, then four free nights. Now they're offering seven free nights at the Wynn. But here's what they don't tell you. There's been 467 employees <laughs> at the Wynn who have tested positive. Employees. So, like, we're not, I don't think we're going to go to Wynn anytime soon.
0: No, thank you. No, thank you. That's we funny, I think. We, uh, our birthdays, my wife and I, Daphne, our birthdays are in July. Mine's the 11th, hers is the 30th. So probably somewhere like right after my birthday right before our birthday we get the hell out of here and go to Palm Springs. So Oh yeah.
1: nice, yeah. We'll do
0: we'll do the Palm Springs drive. It's still desert and we found like we found one place that had hardly anybody. There were just a n- couple of other couples and we did a pretty good covid getaway but only for a few days. And it was yeah. when things were starting to plateau in July where we where we thought things were uh, looking good for California, so yeah. We're out in restaurants and everything. Uh, Very strange experience, but yeah, I won't go all the way to Vegas. And I, I love Vegas. I lived in Vegas, so you know. Yeah.
1: Uh, oh, I didn't know that. For how long?
0: Two and a half years. Two and a
1: half years. And where where were you living? Like the Henderson side or the you know?
0: Summerland uh, side. Summerland
1: side, so. side. Yeah, I had a house there. I lost a lot of money.
0: <laughs> no. Oh my God.
1: Just a condo. It was just a condo. Yeah, I basically lost like a hundred percent. No, I lost. I lost fifty percent of the value.
0: would you live in it? Va- you live there? In no,
1: it was just a rental property. It it wasn't that much. It was when um you know it was like I think I bought it for one twenty, and then no I bought it for two forty and it sold for one twenty. Wow. Yeah, it was a short sale from the bank, so that's they just took that amount, so I was off the hook. So it really sucked. It was just, uh, you know, it was just a lot of paperwork, and I'm glad I'm done with it. But uh where where, where did you guys stay in Palm Springs? Was it the ACE Hotel by any chance?
0: Um, I don't think it was the ACE. That's
1: a cool place to stay. I like that. And it's not that expensive. It's cool.
0: It was one of, we usually, like, we'll usually go out to La Quinta, like, we'll go out past and stay at the La Quinta Resort and spend a yes. little day and do the spa thing and everything, but we decided to, we'd never been in the heart of, um, we'd never been in the heart. Let me ask real quick. Hey,
1: it's map. a cool, it's a cool place. Uh,
0: where, uh, where did we stay in Palm Springs? Oh, uh, in Yeah. I don't remember. Huh. It was great, though.
1: Was Ten
0: little units. Yeah, it was a tiny little thing. For the life of me. All right, all right. She's on it. She's on it. This oh, is good. Funny. It. This is yeah. Good. No,
1: you want to know because you want to go back.
0: Uh, it. But it was good, and we. It was so hot, and they were like, very like, don't break, don't turn down the air conditioner too low, or you're gonna break it. And I'm like, um, hey, it's 112 out. We're gonna have That's to stop. Puppy down to 64. So. That was the only thing is that it, it looked like uh, several craftsmen built side by side, which is fine. I love, craftsmen, but you know, that's sort of, that's sort of what it all looked like. It was just fun. But it was nice.
1: The Palm Palm Springs little getaway is funny. And I don't know if anybody else in the country has this kind of a getaway where you can drive basically an hour and 45 minutes and, you know, be in the middle of the desert and it's so hot. And the whole trip, the trip is, surra- here's how the day in Palm Springs goes. Tell me if I'm wrong, Tom. Uh, you wake up, you have a hangover from the night before. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't matter, because you're just gonna stumble out to the pool anyway. Mm-hmm. And you lay by the pool, then you come in, maybe watch the news for like half hour, then you go back to the pool, and you get some lunch, and you get drinks, and then you get drinks, and you lay by the pool, and then you get drinks, and you have dinner, and you lay by the pool. <laughs> And then you go back into your room and drink and sleep. Is that about right? Uh,
0: Yeah. You never leave the property. If you're smart about it, you never leave the property. (laughs) If you, yeah, you never have to leave the property. Now
1: it's, it's really just, um, it's a hotel vacation really, but it's all about the pool.
0: Even if you do go out to eat, it's a five minute walk. I mean, really, I mean, your, your better places are just right off that main drive.
1: Yeah. Every.
0: The Rossi.
1: Oh, interesting.
0: R O W S I. Uh huh, uh huh, uh huh.
1: That sounds so cool and in um old school. Where you were.
0: I mean, it was a it was a nice they it was a nice pool. They had a couple of pools. One of them was a little bit more private, and we wanted that room so bad. We lobbied for it, like, because, but that room. Yeah. But yeah, we're like when we do that, we're like if there's too many people at the pool we're like eh, hey yeah. you know what they gave us a hot tub in our backyard at this
1: casino. Ah. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah so that's why that's why I loved um, uh, that's why I loved
1: uh, Palm Springs La, La, Quinta. La Quinta La Quinta yeah my friend just got back from La Quinta and I haven't been there but yeah it's a really funny vacation because you really don't do much of anything you don't very laid-back
0: that is, but that is the point, to get... Yeah,
1: to relax. Yeah.
0: To the hell out. I think, you know, that is the, that's the flip side to going up to the Central Coast and doing Solvang and doing the wine tasting. Yeah. That you got to get out in your car and go to all these different places and then...
1: Yeah. Morro you know. Bay. I love that. That is really sweet, though, up there.
0: It's oh, Morro Bay is beautiful, yeah. I sort of miss that, but... But it's all been sort of uh, fine with us to stay in. I think we relate to you being homebodies. We're definitely, we're definitely like, I mean, when you're, I'm a commercial actor. So I mean, not every day there were auditions. So all the other days when I didn't have work was just sitting, staring at the walls, watching streaming shows. So I was totally ready for this you know <laughs>
1: you were all, it was already in your wheelhouse yeah that is hilarious i don't think everybody's so
0: ready for the devastation of it all but i mean certainly the i can name quite a, i know a lot of people who didn't have any problem <laughs>
1: I feel bad for my child, you know, because she's only 13 and so she misses her friends and she obviously there's no dancing, there's no, or dances, there's no, she's in eighth grade, right? So this would be the year. In a way, I'm, I feel sad for it In a way, I'm just like, woo, like nobody's touching my daughter when she's 13, you know, because I have such an eye on her. I understand So, that. but I feel bad, no trick-or-treating. However, we are trunk-or-treating we are chunker trunk-or-treating, so that's a whole parking lot thing, and that'll be fun. Right. but it's, yeah, it's just unfortunate she can't, I mean, she has a couple friends that are able to come over because they're in our bubble or whatever, but it's, it's just odd. I feel bad for her.
0: Yeah, you know what, you missed all, you named all the good things that you miss about the neighborhood. You and I are neighbors, you know, we live yeah. in the neighborhood, uh, miss the Dresden haven't gone to the house of pies have you experienced the parking lot dining yet at the house it's kind of
1: cool it's kind (laughs) of cool i went with scott the the other day last sunday we went together that's so funny in coughlin it was a blast
0: oh that's awesome that was
1: really nice Uh, yeah so and that's nice that people are using their ingenuity to come up with new ways to make this okay i did go to san diego last weekend and same thing entire streets totally blocked off and everybody is dining outside, which they do in Europe anyway. We should have probably been doing that, at least here, where it's so temperate. Right. Anyway, so everything now is al and everybody has made these really inexpensive outdoor spaces with these two by fours and then they'll put like a canvas over it and then you throw in those little bubble lights for Christmas and maybe like a canvas wall, you know, with your logo on it, boom, outdoor dining. You know, and then they throw in the chairs and. Little lamps, little light, you know, little tea lights or whatever, and boom, there's ambiance. They throw down like a carpet thing, like a you know the red, car, you yeah. know the big carpet thing, and people are satisfied. But then again, we're in California, you know, so it's we're lucky for that.
0: We are so lucky to do that. I'm glad we're experiencing it. Did you hear what happened to the Dresden, by the way? Did you hear no. that? No. Um, so so they were closed, and uh, while they were closed. Uh, a pipe burst and flooded the the lounge and part of the restaurant so they had to gut the whole lounge and, no i did
1: not hear that that's so, devastating but
0: so when we see the dresden it will likely be a new old dresden so wow going to be an entirely different setup when uh when they oh my deal. god
1: yeah, I
0: know. yeah, it's heartbreaking. I didn't know if you knew, because I know that you're a fan of the place. You're a fan of Marty. Oh, yeah. But, uh, well, yeah. I wonder but,
1: what those guys are up to.
0: Um, what is, they're doing great, and they're recording. Uh, I have not spoken to them. I thought I had Marty's number, and I've called and texted a couple of times, and it's a dead end, so. Wow, yeah. <laughs> I huh. get it. But uh, him and Elaine are uh, still, they they still they still rehearse and perform at 5 p.m. Uh, every night that they're not performing.
1: <laughs> Where? At I mean, home. On, at home. Um, and is it? Do they have a Zoom show?
0: I don't think so. I don't think they're doing a Zoom show. I don't think they're doing anything. They're just, they just, uh, they're not doing any performance. They're just, yeah. They're just staying sharp. Wow.
1: The- well, I'm ha- I'm so happy to hear that. I know that they don't have they don't have any kids, but they have a couple dogs or something, right?
0: They have a daughter. Uh, from oh, home. they do? Yeah, I think they actually have a couple of kids. I've never really, I've only talked to him about her daughter because before all of this went down, Marty was in the hospital and then he was convalescing. He had no, what? He had a sore toe. He had hurt his toe and it had caused, it had uh, interrupted blood flow to his heart. And he had like a mild heart attack. I'm, I'm not talking out of school, folks. Uh, yeah. Wildly people so, you know, uh, and so he convalesced for a while. So it was just Elaine for a while, no Marty. And then he started getting better and uh, was planning maybe a little comeback. But then COVID happened and he was already staying home. So he just ended up staying home. But
1: wow, oh, wow. that's dis- interesting.
0: Disruption in the act. Yeah.
1: And yeah. how many times have you gotten to sing with those guys?
0: Often, you know, I mean, that's that- so great. That uh, Tuesday, the, the Tuesday open mic, I, go, I would go and always get up. And eventually, after a while, I would get some showcase nights, which is usually Wednesday night showcase. And That's nice. And up on a Friday night, you know, all Bib and Tucker, wearing the velvet, even in July, you know, commit to the bit.
1: So, uh, <laughs> do, do you ever know the bass player? When there's bass players, they're so good, too. I'm so impressed with the music. I really am
0: uh yeah there was a f- few of them The one that performed most of them was this guy vince vince tivadad and mm-hmm. um uh he he performed with them most, mostly throughout the years mm-hmm. I, I think he performs with them like he goes out to their place and sessions with them once in a while that's uh, nice he had posted some old pictures of marty and elaine some old promotional photos from the 70s and 80s and they were just
1: wow uh, yeah perfection well they're both so talented i just can't get over how good marty is his drumming is exceptional it's just never never misses a beat just he's, <laughs> he's like it's he's flawless and it looks like he's just not even trying
0: it's muscle memory just all that just i mean he would just have the same muscle memory but once in a while he'd go wild like he'd have the big you know the big friday or saturday night sure solo that he'd do yeah
1: yeah sure and, uh, That's it always funny stuff.
0: just a little bit if you listen yeah to it, it always gets a little creative
1: yeah um, and that organ is just so specific the organ that you know that elaine plays oh so funny the pianos the piano she turns it to organ
0: oh yeah it's wonderful especially
1: yeah. on saturday night live and stuff when she just really leans into it that is something else that is something to see
0: she does she goes crazy on that thing and then if you've ever seen her pull out a rock and roll flute solo well then
1: yeah it's amazing and then she chirps like a squirrel often (laughs) and that's interesting
0: she does she's got this very high octave and everything she's got a great she's got a great story i tell you if if there's anybody who's got stories elaine has stories like she'll tell stories she told stories that she uh this is her story to tell, but I'll just be very brief about it. But she, she used to uh, take vocal lessons from a place on, uh, from a person on Hyperion and Melrose. So just down the street. Uh, And that voice instructor was also Elvis's voice instructor. And she would always have voice lessons right before Elvis Presley would. Wow. So, so uh, Elvis Presley, a few times she says, Oh, more on more than a few occasions, I got to sing for Elvis because Elvis wouldn't start his vocal training until that pretty little girl up there sings me a couple of tunes. So she wow. got to, sing to Elvis Presley, that's and then, neat. And then she said, and Then I pack up my things and go on with my day.
1: Sure, that's really neat. That's cool. Wow, well, I hope everybody looks up Marty and Elaine if you don't know who we're talking about because yeah. I feel like you're missing out. Look up their pictures anyway.
0: The last lounge act in the country, really. I mean, the last yeah. real lounge act, at least on the website, maybe, I don't know. How
1: did you choose to do a lounge act?
0: Uh, I don't know. I, you know what, I always liked, I always liked the Tony Clifton thing. And I was like, uh, it was what I was watching as a kid. You know, I was watching Andy Kaufman. I was watching early SNL episodes. Uh, It's Living had uh, Sonny Man, the piano lounge guy, in the middle. Mm. He'd always be that take, and there was just something that everybody loved, hated about that character that I just sort of gravitated towards.
1: Who's your favorite? Like, you know, who's your favorite singer from that era? 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 Uh,
0: Sammy Davis Jr. (laughs) baby i mean yeah. you can say frank's enough frank's wonderful dean martin is incredible i watch dina martin's live shows like his yeah, daughter amazing. she does live facebook wow. show on there wow. she, she keeps his memory alive creates a few of her own and so i love that i mean i love dean martin but i love dean martin movies like all the martin lewis movies and then like rio bravo and all that stuff uh but that is I think I was just influenced by how repelled everyone was by that character and how funny that was.
1: (laughs) So funny. And I was just like,
0: well, if I never really make it in acting, I can always sing loud because I always like that
1: old." That's awesome. That's awesome. Where do you get your jackets?
0: Uh, One was a gift and then one I got off on eBay. And then I've been searching endlessly everywhere else. I go on Instagram. I go back to eBay. But most of the time they're shipped overseas. Like, Yeah. You've, all, of our, all of our old vintage American jackets eventually flipped over to France somewhere. Uh, That's so
1: funny, yeah.
0: I you know. Uh, where, so, so I want to know, y- you miss comedy. Where does comedy start for you? How, how long? Uh, I went on stage.
1: <laughs> I went on stage for the first time in 92. 92 and I had one joke. And I thought, I don't know what I was thinking. I had three minutes and I have one joke. And I just said, um, so uh, so my ex-husband, we recently split up because he got another girl pregnant while we were married. And I'm flexible, but I'm not that flexible. And that's the whole joke. And then I just stood on the stage like an idiot. Like I'm just such a knucklehead. Like, I don't know what I was thinking. But I mean, you know, I, I had some jokes, but it says but that was the impetus was when he left and I was so taken by surprise because I didn't know, you know, it was, he had an affair. And so that was definitely um, the, you know, you, when you have that kind of tragedy, that kind of loss and you flip it, you know, and I've always been a performer and I knew I wanted to be an actress so I, you know, I thought that would be a way to get on stage, and then, you know, maybe you'll land in LAX, and they'll just come over to baggage claim and give you a sitcom. I mean, that could happen. You don't know, you don't know, well, Tom.
0: They were handing them out like that. They
1: were <laughs> handing them out. <laughs> it was like, so,
0: where are, so where was this? 1992. Was it in Los Angeles or was it? No, in,
1: in Pittsburgh. I'm from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania.
0: Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. You love yeah. all the sports teams there? Are you, are you a Steelers fan?
1: I don't care, man. You know, I don't care. Yeah. I used to. I used to, for sure. It was a big deal for me. Yeah. And in college, it was a big deal. And when I first moved to L.A., I remember my husband and I, my first husband and I, we got a, um, we got the NFL Sunday ticket. You know, it was very expensive. Yeah. And uh, we, first, we would go to bars, you know, at 10 a.m. We'd go to bars. You know, there'd be the what they call a Steelers bar. I'm sure they have them for all the other teams too. And you'd have to go there at 10 a.m. LA time. And then, you you know, it just wasn't great. So then we got the NFL Sunday ticket for a long time. And then, uh, then we got divorced and I didn't get it again. (laughs) There you go. No, but I just, you know, I, I just, I'd rather do other things on Sunday. And so I'm not really a big sports person, but I'm happy when the, you know, I'm sure that's fine. You know, that's great good for them, you know, when they win and stuff
0: so it's pittsburgh 1992 the giggle palace or whatever
1: the place is called. yeah the funny bone that's right The, fal- the yeah the chuckle hut no chuckle the hut. funny bone the funny? Funny, bone. funny bone yeah and then i continued to go on stage there for a while probably uh four years four years until i until i left the city but anyway yeah it was um you know it was good times i have friends here in los angeles like frank nicotero He's still a friend, and he used to do comedy in Pittsburgh, and uh, several other guys. It's kind of fun, you know. Pittsburgh. Was, I went to college in downtown Pittsburgh at something called Duquesne University. Oh yeah. And so I was big with I, you know I liked the city part of it, you know, but I was grew I grew up in kind of more the rural part.
0: Oh, uh, you grew up like rural, like farm. Yeah,
1: not 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 farm, but there were no street lights or sidewalks. It was suburbs, but it was you know more rural than that. Very few cars. You know, lawn after lawn after lawn.
0: You miss quiet. No, no. I'm
1: terrified of being in the quiet. Then if you scream, nobody's going to hear you.
0: <laughs>
1: you know what I mean? Like if I scream outside my window now. Yep there's at least 30 people will hear me I like it that way
0: Uh, yeah I guess that's a really good point you know I mean that that is oh cheers
1: somebody flew in a Pacifico Yay! That's
0: so very nice
1: one time when my daughter was in elementary school she told all these little kids on the playground that her mommy drank beer in, in the morning So like this little girl, Layla, comes over and she's like, I know you drink beer in the morning. Miss Christine, I know you drink beer in the morning. And I'm like, shut up, Layla. No, but I went to my daughter, I'm like, hey, Bama, why would you tell people I drink beer in the morning? She's like, you do. She was like eight, maybe seven. I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about, Alabama. It doesn't make sense to me. I do not drink beer in the morning. And we get home from school and she opens the refrigerator and she pulls out a Red Bull. She goes, you drink this every morning. I'm like, wow. Isn't that cute? She thought it was alcoholic.
0: That's funny. Just because of the and, and
1: by the way, I don't drink Red Bull every morning either. I don't know what she was saying to Layla. You
0: know,
1: gossip. That's
0: funny, you know, here here she was working out her first premise out on the out on the uh out on the playground, really.
1: Yeah, yeah. Isn't that adorable?
0: My mom, she drinks in the morning. I don't know what to do.
1: <laughs> That's so cute. <laughs>
0: Uh, so you've already rubbed off on her. So, so she's 13, she's cooped up, she's climbing the walls or has it been okay? I mean, you
1: guys- No, she's a fine. She's totally fine. She loves to do crafts and stuff. And she also has two YouTube channels. See, so yeah, I'm not just one, but two. So she's constantly entertaining. She's editing constantly. She's totally taken after me and her dad, who is a filmmaker. And she's like way into all of it. She goes to an art school now and we hope to have her go to an art school in high school as well. We've got to start that process of finding a school. But it's kind of neat in LA because there's so many choices. It's kind of interesting.
0: Does your podcast translate over to YouTube? Have you made that sort of launch over to it? Um,
1: Not story-worthy podcast, but yes, for the story-worthy Hour of Power, which is my weekly show on Sunday nights starting at 6 p.m., Specific time. Yes. And uh, <laughs> I have to eat something because I play tennis and I just hadn't eaten before that. And anyway, I just had, I heard my stomach. So I had to put something in my mouth and then I muted it because there's nothing worse, in my opinion, than audio, listening to audio and somebody eats. Oh, my God. This <laughs> makes me freak out, you know, just the sound of it. I'm so sensitive to sound. Have you have you gotten that way since you've been podcasting, Tom?
0: Uh, you know what? I'm kind of an ASMR person, so like smacks and crackles and stuff doesn't really bother me as much. It'll drive my wife crazy. Like any like yeah. sort of like sound that shouldn't be there, sound out of place. I guess. Yeah. Is it drives yeah.
1: me crazy too
0: like if I'm cleaning out, like if I'm cleaning out my grinder just to get some things and it's metal on metal and she's sitting next to me, I I feel that look over, <laughs> over on the, the guys like, Maybe I should just do this quieter. <laughs> so, that's
1: so funny, that's so funny. What does uh, she? What does Daphne do for a living?
0: Uh, uh, she generally works in fashion. Uh, so hmm. she was working for guests and then she stopped working for guests about a year ago, but she ended up back in the industry. Uh, working for a company who uh, provides materials for companies like Guess, even though Guess isn't one of her clients, but, and I'm just going to say Guess one more time because I can't. So. uh,
1: (laughs) No, it's interesting. So basically she is like a, it's like within the shipping line of things. What is it exactly? I'm just saying like, okay, so let's say I'm shopping. I get something from Guess. Where does she fit in?
0: Well, in Guess, where she would have fit in, were men's jeans and shirts. So she would have, she would have been part of the, uh, she would have been a production supervisor for that line. Uh, In this, she is a, she's more of a general manager of the team. So she is, God, she's so smart. This is why I married her, really, because I married a very smart woman. She just, she works endlessly building Excel spreadsheets. She's creating. She's basically creating protocols for them to go into the future because they're starting to get busy again. So that's what she does. So she is creating protocols for them to do better business and come in on and come in on or under budget. So
1: super interesting. That's a lot of work.
0: She loves it. She loves the stress of it. She loves the, she loves the intricacy of it. Wow. Yeah, she
1: must love the deadlines and stuff.
0: She doesn't get sleep. That's the one thing, that's the drawback of it, is that, you know, I don't, uh, I'm like, you need, you need to sleep. (laughs) Because
1: the thing is, is there's always something to do.
0: Well, I don't think her head turns off. Like she has, she has trouble sort of turning it off. I, uh, I, I, I feel for her because, I think we all have that inner monologue, but eventually I have to turn it off. I got to turn my phone off. I got to get at least 50 feet away from my phone. If I'm going to go to bed, you know, I don't use it as an alarm. Uh, oh, that's I'm, smart. I have nothing to get up for. There is nothing. <laughs> There's nothing to, you know, I have, my objects are 13 years old. You know, I have 13 year old things, yeah. you know, to have a.
1: Does she, yeah. Does oh, she have, um, does she have to go to school, like go to work every day at a certain time or can she do her work on her own? Uh,
0: She is, she's part-time going to uh, full-time because, you know, 90 days, blah, blah, blah. So this is a, a fairly new job for her and she's just increasing her hours but her day usually starts at 8 30 but her day at guests would be like get up at 6 30 be on the road by 7 15 and then be home by 10 p.m so this you know she, i'm
1: so happy for her yeah this is I great good for her
0: be, because really it does it it reduces uh, an incredible amount of stress for her
1: it changes the quality of your life uh
0: Being home isn't so bad. I mean, I don't want to get into, you know, I don't, I don't want to over time become a agoraphobe and think that, you know, everything we have to do is, but I mean, think about going out. The best part of it is seeing everybody. The worst part of it is getting home and back, you know, it's, it's the,
1: Driving and buying food and beverages, yeah, and the yeah.
0: parking and the everything and the. I'm
1: so, L.A. the parking and the freeways and which way do you go?
0: The the all the nickel and diming, you know, is sort of. A yeah. Story, but, uh,
1: well, I'm ready for it to be over, and I'm ready for Trump to lose, and I'm ready to turn a corner here, you know, because I think our country is worth it.
0: I think it is. I mean, look, no one would go out of their way this hard to take away people's vote if voting wasn't the thing that stopped them in the first place. I don't yeah. know what was going on in the neocon plan of the late 70s to even launch this, well, if we can't win, we'll just cheat and we'll just slowly just chip away cheating over decades and decades and decades of time to a yeah. point where you know it's become contemptuous between people it's just yeah i don't think that i would see trump's tweets unless i opened up twitter and saw some comment that you commented on him because mm-hmm. i just chose not to follow him and then it's just like every time i see his tweets i just can't help it just
1: yeah <laughs> i don't follow him by any means but i do see what's going around and i'll check on him you know i'll check on him and it's interesting if you look at his timelines like sometimes he'll go like 11 hours no tweets or 17 hours, no tweets. And then there'll be a tweet storm. And honestly, as you know, the president of the United States will fire out, the highest icon was 54 in like an hour. Like he's just nonstop retweeting anybody who says something positive about him without checking who they are. So sometimes it's a mistake and he shouldn't be retweeting, you know, somebody who has a Nazi symbol on their profile, but he's an idiot because he's not even checking. So, it, you know, I guess I follow it in that respect that I, I want to see him mess up. I want to see him stumble, and I want to see him what, – what happened? Oh, I know what happened. My phone rang. My phone rang. It was my, uh, my, my, my mother-in-law, and she sent – well, my, my previous mother-in-law or whatever. She, we're still good friends, but she sent me a, a Halloween box of things for me and my daughter. She's so sweet
0: she's a really good lady oh that's great are you guys still dressing up regardless of any- uh
1: yeah my daughter is dressing up as donald duck that's where her space is and then i will wear um just this really cool mask i have it's like a day of the dead mask that i bought last year it's really really pretty actually and not pretty but it's cool it's like really cool and then i'll wear like a weird black dress it's kind of one of my go-to's i'm either the day of the dead person or the witch one or the other and Sometimes I've done like cowboy, and I've gone as tennis player when I'm really in a pinch. <laughs> I just go like I am dressed now, and I carry a racket. But this year, yeah, I'm going to be at the trunk of treat. I'm, you know, one of the not chaperones, but I'm like a what do they call it? You know, I'm a volunteer. Yeah, I'm a volunteer. You know, just to help the cars go oh by, etc. Yeah. I'm always the room mom. Absolutely. What's kind of neat about having one child is like, I know that everything I do is once round. Once. Round. <laughs> one time. One time. Hit it and quit it. I'm done. You're done. Nice. Yeah, it's beauty. It's a beautiful thing. My daughter's really growing up sweetly. She's a good girl.
0: Uh, I'm excited to be on your show. When people listen to this, it's going to be Sunday morning, so...
1: No, it's tonight, then it's 6 p.m. Pacific uh, time.
0: 6 p.m. I can't wait.
1: Talents I have on are so quality. Have you watched any of them on uh, my YouTube channel? Christine Blackburn 1.
0: Uh, I have not yet, but I need to. I should There's go. There's
1: 23 shows that are on there now. No, you don't have to, but it's just, um. you'll see how I do it. It's kind of, I kind of try to do it in a really nice way. It looks like a television show. I have like set up my, you can see kind of, I set up my dining room space. I've got like curtains and I've got, you know, it just looks like a show. I'm excited uh, about it. I do a monologue, storytellers. It's all one hour tight 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 it's nice and then in the after show we play story smash although next month i'm going to separate the shows out but right now story smash is still played the same night as the hour of power which i'm hoping you'll play story smash generally the guests stick around and play the game show
0: of course yeah i'll stick around that's
1: yeah, so damn funny man it's just as funny as ever it really is
0: That is, uh, so you do one podcast or do you, or do you have uh, more than one? I do. uh,
1: I have one podcast now. I had two podcasts. I have a great show, another show called Screwed Up Stories, which you can still find on Spotify and on Pandora. I don't think it's on Apple Podcasts anymore, but the point is, Screwed Up Stories is just, it was a great show I did with my friend, Rachel O'Brien, another comedian, and she and I, you know, basically talked to women who have screwed up. And guess what, Tom? Turns out, we all make the same mistakes. Uh-oh. Who knew? Oh boy. But it was really fun. We got picked up by Westwood One. We did 52 episodes, and then we did not renew our contract with them. We kind of, you know, it was a really different meeting of the minds. Like, if you look at the Westwood One podcast channel, it was Dennis Miller, Colt Cabana. I love Colt, but you know, the wrestling show, Uh which is not really me. So it was like Dennis Miller, Colt Cabana, Newt Gingrich. Screwed up stories. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it it just didn't, it didn't jive with that network. And Rachel started working on another show and she, she does two other shows. So, you know, we're all busy and unfortunately it didn't pan out the way I wanted it to, but it's okay. You know, it's just more content. And it is funny. It's how mad. It totally holds up. Totally holds up as an evergreen podcast. People talking about how they screwed up. It's perfect. (laughs) It is. It's a great premise. So go over, like I said, Spotify or Potipi. No, Spotify. Spotify.
0: Spotify. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Just thinking of I screwed up. It's like making my butthole pucker because I'm just thinking of there's probably about like five good, I screwed up stories. That...
1: <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, it's interesting, you know, and it's kind of comforting, especially for women to hear that a lot of other women have had the same exact issue. Oh, which, man. It's nice. It's cool. It was a really cool concept. I'd like to do it again, actually, at some point. Really like probably easy... will.
0: I could probably guess what this, what the mistake was. And it probably involved a guy. <laughs>
1: uh most people yeah most most of the people but some of the stories are so damn funny because of course we all chose com- you know all the guests were comedians so Kathy Ladman Susanna Brisk I mean just really talented women you know a lot of these women and uh it, it, in my opinion it's perfect so if you guys want really check them out you'll it's it's entertaining as hell each show uh, 35 40 minute song super tight it was a lot of fun
0: Uh, I used to, uh, when I lived in Vegas, I used to work for uh, Maggiano's Little Little. I used to work for the Italian food chain, the Italian restaurant chain. And I worked in Chicago, uh, the Clark Street location. Then I came out to the Las Vegas one. And Kathy Ladman and Elaine Boozler used to come in all the time and eat, used to lunch there. Like they came in, it was either me or a f- my friend would wait on them, but it was it was such a joy to great
1: people. Wow, that's neat, man. That's really cool.
0: Goes back a few years. But
1: <laughs> yeah, but still, okay. So there's an episode recently that a girl named um, Debbie Casper did on my show, just about three weeks ago or maybe a month ago, about her as a waitress waiting on Billy Joel in New York City, but she wasn't sure if it was Billy Joel she thought it was but she wasn't sure she hadn't seen him in a while but he was so over the top drunk and so crazy she wasn't sure and i don't even want to tell you if it was or it wasn't for sure (laughs) because i want you to listen to it but it's a really good episode a good waitressing or waitering episode because you know that's another thing so many of us have done in our career in our lives you know to make a buck
0: uh how do you plan on expanding uh the, I guess, the story empire, let's call it, let's call it.
1: Story worthy empire. You're absolutely right. I'm really trying to sell story smash because it's a game show. That's just so funny. I have a great website, story smash show.com. People can check out the website and you know, we ran a successful show once a month at the improv for three years you generally we sold out which meant 65 seats or 70 seats Mm -hmm. and we would sell that you know every single month and super funny you've been to that too right
0: i sure was i was on like yeah a couple of years ago january
1: And do you remember who were the guest judges
0: uh danny zucker was one of them yeah Uh, also i think uh laurie kilmartin one of my favorites
1: He's a pro. He's she's a so pro, she's
0: She's so good and had a rough time during all of this and just laid it out all on Twitter for everyone to see. It was so great.
1: When her mom passed, yeah, of COVID, yeah, terrible.
0: Of COVID, it was awful. Um, uh, But she found laughter through pain, seems so, but she was one of the judges. I can't remember who the third one is.
1: Yeah, That's Danny, it, really, yeah, really Danny, cute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So super fun show. So we're doing it, like I said, now on Sunday nights, it's going to move to Friday nights here at some point, but it's still really fun. So I'm trying to get the show to to sell, you know, because I just feel like it's just a perfect game show. You know how it goes. There are, I'm the host and there are guest uh, expert judges. We call them experts (laughs) and the talents, which are mostly comedians. They spin this big giant wheel and whatever they land on, they tell a true one-minute story. And in the Zoom show that we play every week, they tell tell a one-minute story. Four people tell a one-minute story. When it ends, the judges choose two of them to go on to the final round, which is a true two-minute story. So we sort of truncated what we used to do at the Hollywood Improv, and right now it's 40 minutes long. But I think when it stands on its own, it'll actually be up to an hour. So Story Smash is something I really adore – and it's not hard for me to get guests because everybody wants to be a contestant and everyone's, everybody wants to judge because the judging is really fun for the talent because they don't have to prepare. They can just come on and crack wise and they're with really other wonderful judges and talents. So it's great and pretty easy to get the judges. It is, it's easy to get the judges and it's easy to get the talent because it's such a fun show. So I'm really proud of it and I hope that I can sell it not only the adult version, but the children's version and the board game, everybody's favorite board game. Spin that wheel.
0: Oh yeah.
1: Yeah. There'll be a timer. It's going to be great.
0: I think that's awesome. That's great.
1: And so that's going on. And then the story where the hour of power speaks for itself. And like you said, you're going to be on going to be on tonight. And I have four other people on from the podcast. So I already know they're wonderful storytellers and they tell their true 10 minute story. And uh, it's just also a lot of fun, and it's it's you know it's current, it's live, it's happening now during COVID. This isn't old content; this is brand new content, and so I can entertain people every Sunday night, 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. on uh, Pacific time on Zoom. And if you go to StoryworthyPodcast.com, you'll find a link to the tickets and what I do, Tom, because I'm a giver, and you know this. Yes, I always have a free option. Thank you.
0: Yes, always. Free to art. Yeah,
1: you can always come for free. And I especially want that for other artists. You know, I never want somebody to come on the show that doesn't have any money. And the only reason why they're not coming is because they don't have money. That's not right. You know, that's just not right. So there's always a free option.
0: I saw that. I saw that. There's a free option. There's a partial pay option. There's a, hey, pony up because you love good comedy.
1: There you go.
0: I love that. I uh, thank you very much. You've uh, you've you've given me your time. I couldn't ask for anything more. I do miss seeing you.
1: I miss you too. I
0: realize because I imagine I probably run into a Palermo's or one of Scott's yeah. parties. We
1: were yeah. talking about Scott and Jim's party next for Christmas, and I'm like, you guys, you cannot cancel it all together. You can be all outdoors. <clears throat> we can put markings down or something where people stand. I don't know. We just can't have it nothing.
0: Yeah. They got that lovely backyard. They got all that space. I think we could probably do, do something. I really do. I do
1: too. Me too. Um,
0: any, uh, any, any parting words that you want to leave with us? Well, you
1: know, anybody out there who is thinking about podcasting, it truly is a great time to get into this, this market because you know, there's about a million podcasts and that might sound like a lot, but it's it's just nothing. It's nothing. First of all, even if there's a million podcasts, only five hundred thousand are actively recording and putting new content out. Mm-hmm. Out of that five hundred thousand, in the topic that you're interested in, whatever that might be, there's only thirty thousand, or what? You know what I mean? So you got to break it down. So there's still a ton of space in the podcasting world for people to start start podcasting, and put their own brand on it. In addition, there's about 38 million YouTube channels. So you see how much further YouTube, 38 million, that's a big difference than 1 million. So we are definitely early in the game. And the latest, I can't remember. Oh, it's Edison research came out. Hold on one second. (laughs) Edison research came out and they had podcast tracking back in 2014 And there was only 2% of the population listening to podcasts 2% in 2014. And here we are six hours, six years later, and it's 7%. Mm -hmm. And that's actually, that's like three times the amount, the amount of people that know what podcasting is only six years later. And so it is a growing medium. And like your show here, Tom, you got to just keep going, just keep going. You don't, don't, don't stop. Just keep going. You're doing the right thing. Oh. And an hour is plenty long. No longer than that. People usually, you know, even shorter sometimes if, you know, if you have a real niche and you're asking specific questions, you could even get it down to a half hour. Depends on how people want to, um, you know, they want to, they want to ingest their, you know, their content. And, and, and you have to remember that most people get ready in the morning in about 30 minutes, 35 minutes. And if you have so much to give, you just split it up. Christine Blackman part one, Christine Blackman part two. Now we have two shows. So you always have to think ahead because uh, if you do a once a week podcast, of course, that's 52 52 (laughs) shows a year. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, When you have 52 shows a year, it means you post, you know, probably on Twitter and Facebook or whatever you're choosing. You got to post. And so now you're talking about like, oh, my gosh, you're well over a thousand bits of content. So it's it's a process. It takes some time. It's also an art and it changes. So if you don't like your logo, change it. If you don't like your music, change it. If you think you're doing too much time, shorten it. If it's not enough time, lengthen it. Just work with your podcast as it goes because it's a breathing thing. It's never solidified.
0: I was having that conversation with myself in the car today, as a matter of fact. I was having our pre-interview by myself with us. That's all right about that, and it's very funny that you brought that up because to me it was my wife got me two gifts. You know, this is before we got married. She got me an old timey, old shore microphone that looks like an Elvis microphone, and then cool. then she noticed, hey, you haven't had a computer for a while, so she got me a new laptop. And I looked at both of these items, and I'm like, oh, I can finally do the thing that I've wanted to do. I mean, I've I've aspired. I've done a lot of pilot podcasts on my own that just never made it to, yeah never made it to it. But the idea of putting up something is so much easier than it was even a few years ago. So that's why. Oh, it's earning. just
1: unbelievable. Yeah. It's unbelievable how technology has changed. And so it's fun to take advantage of it and it's fun to be a part of, you know, keeping in the, in the loop, you know, because we've all, like we said, came, have come to a level of uh, You know, we've all kind of, you know, gone back to start. And now the people that are most intuitive and the most in have the most ingenuity are going to come out on top, I think.
0: Yeah. You know, it's like uh, publicizing and keeping on dinging away at publicizing because right now, you know, this is a once a week thing. And, you know, maybe July didn't happen because it was my birthday month and I didn't do episodes in that month. And then maybe September there were things that came up where I didn't do that. And then there's a fire to kind of keep it going. Yeah.
1: And everybody has a different reason to do it. Some people uh, had never intended to make money or want to do it in just like a basement podcast. That's fine too. But if you do want to make money, one of the most important things is consistency. So I would just say, go down to two a month. So you guys can find the the show name and Tom Farnan every, you know, whatever you, you know what I'm saying? And what day do you drop on? Sundays. Sundays. That's cool. Nobody does that. That's good.
0: Yeah, because I, I just think it's, I, I think it's the true beginning of the week. You know, no one, you know, always everyone, but no one's going, it's, there's no Monday to Friday, nine to five anymore. So Sunday right. can go back to being the first day of the week. in my.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I agree. That's really funny.
0: A lot of people's not doing anything on Sundays. So it's a good podcasting day. It's a good day to eBay. It's a good day yeah. to clean your kitchen. You know, there's a lot nice. of things to do on Sunday uh well you know what i I love you i miss your face i love you i miss
1: your face
0: there you go bloody great episode loved it and yes i am going to be on christine's show tonight the story worthy hour of power and then there's going to be the story smash game show right afterwards that's going to be six o'clock pacific time that's the west coast baby And that's going to be on Zoom, and that's being advertised on my Facebook, so go to my Facebook fan page, Velvet Tom, and you'll find that information on how to do that. There there is tiered paying, so guys, there's no reason for you not to show up, because I think one of the options that was mentioned in this episode was fry. So all you artists out there who are broke, come see a free show, hear some great stories for some great comics, including myself, and stick around for the whole time. It's gonna be a mitzvah. We're gonna have a wonderful time. What else can I tell you? Hey, Velvetom.com, All things VelveTom, Find my social media, listen to this episode and more right there on the home page. Look around. Hey, you can leave me a message, too. There's a contact form. And also, my email's on there anyway. So contact me and send me a message. And just make sure you're not a Russian bot, you're not trying to sell me Viagra, or you're not trying to get me higher up on my ISO. So, because I know that's all... Well, it's all crap. But I would love to get a real message from you. Alright guys, so uh, take care, make a plan to vote if you haven't, but if you have voted, good for you. I hope you've done it safely. Wear a mask, stay distant from people, wash your hands and face, and as always, stay velvet!